Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's taking shape slowly, and look, you understand that. Be- All right, well, that's Dan Graziano because I accidentally hit a button, but this is not Dan Graziano's segment. Tyler Drake is here, our own Arizona Cardinals reporter here at Arizona Sports. Lorenzo Alexander is in for Wolf. Wolf is out. Potentially instigating a fight at, uh, at joint practice. We don't. We don't know, but uh, we haven't heard any news yet. Are you? I think we're. Yeah, oh, there yeah, we go. Good. We're good. We're good. All right, uh, Tyler is here. Um, I just want to start with with this, Tyler. We'll just go big picture. We're two preseason games, and we got the one in Minnesota coming up. Everything you know, kind of setting up here towards the start of the season. Has anything in particular surprised you surprised. through through camp so far? Hmm. I would say, I think for me, just the fact that everyone has really bought in. Okay. I think the whole, going from one regime to the next, obviously there's going to be some, you know, feeling out process, I would say, but it seems like these guys, especially the guys that are returning, the guys that have moved positions, they seem bought in. And I think that's the big one. The second one, I think, is the rookie center, John Gaines, yeah. quickly went to that second team. And I'm interested to see, I don't, I haven't seen it yet today, but with Froholt, you know, congratulations to him and Humphreys having babies on Monday, their families. Uh, if he's the starter today, the getting those first team reps, that'll be really interesting to me for me to see. So I'm still waiting to see exactly if he's out there. But that one's going to be a surprise for me, too, because they spoke about his versatility a lot. But I think the fact that they have really just thrown him into center, he has had a little bit of guard work. But for the most part, they like what he's doing at center. And I think they think he could be a valuable asset moving forward at that position. Hmm. Yeah, what about the guys that maybe you thought were going to kind of shine and then kind of maybe, you know, fell back or kind of step back, had a couple of step backs in their first couple of weeks? Give me who, – who would you who would you say? Well, I haven't watched a ton, and I haven't watched so a ton I would of say, practice. I, I'm thinking of one. So I know, I, I, I know I, everybody's going to say yep, Isaiah Simmons, yeah, right? Yep. So, I mean – I, his biggest thing is just like coverage, right? I don't yeah. think he's ever been great in coverage. Going back to even um, Kittles or uh, Kelsey, Kelsey yeah. right? Those guys typically give him issues and just people generally because I think he's great straight line speed. Mm-hmm. But when he has to break down because he's long, that that's a challenge for him. And it's not nothing he's maybe doing right. Maybe he has great eyes, but it's a it's an inability of changing directions and tempoing himself to maintain great phase with the receiver and what they're trying to do based on everything I've typically seen. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what I would say, too. The side-to-side movement isn't quite there to play with these receivers, and I think that this last game against the Chiefs really showed you that. Of There wasn't just that yard or two of separation. There was a lot of grass in between the guys, and I'll give you one more, too. Is you know Playing that deep safety spot, that Shane Buccelli run, mm-hmm. he should have been there. He should have been there before the five-yard line. Just mm. just the fact of what he was watching. I, yeah. I watched him that whole play. Right. One of those times where you just watch the one guy and, and <laughs> right. you, you end up yeah, seeing what yeah, happens. Yeah. He watched, 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 took a couple steps, kind of jogged, and then sprinted that last little bit. He could have easily gotten there. Right. And that's why you have him at that spot, to be able to go make that game-changing play. And right now it seems like he took a step back for sure. And now we got to see, against Minnesota especially, if he can really regain that I guess, confidence in that role. Right. I'm going to take a deeper dive in him and, and try to see, because I didn't see that play, but I've heard a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And so is a guy, that's an effort play, 
But mm-hmm. am I thinking? Because if I'm thinking about what I have and what I have to do, which has been an issue for him too, right, as far as, okay, do I got deep third? Do I got number two? What was the check on this? And I'm looking at it, right? I know you, I see it. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm always, I'm almost paralyzed by analysis mm-hmm. to where mm-hmm. I'm not going to even move and then I move late and it just looks like yeah. I'm not a great football player and I'm not playing hard. Right? That, that's so, what, it looks like what you just said. It looks like he's overthinking stuff. Oh, yeah, you. and if you're doing that, I don't care how athletic you are, yeah. right? You're not going to ever be able to play to your capacity and either so either a couple of things have to change either um you're not going to play a lot right we're going to simplify it and just tell (laughs) you to do one thing Mm -hmm. right or again the coach is going to have to really simplify that position back here you only have to do this or you're not going to play at all those are really the two options that for guys who can't process it quickly because that's 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 also another um, layer I think we often forget about. We always talk about, oh, how big, strong, fast is he, right? For a long time, it, it might have just been simple where the coaches said, hey, man, line up over here and just go make plays, run around, mm-hmm. and we, we'll cover you up and we don't care, right? Which can really um, hurt someone's ability to uh, think while the chaos is occurring. Mm-hmm. And can I process the information and do my job at a high level and react quick enough to then go make all these plays in addition. And that's what the great ones are able to do. And I always bring up London Fletcher, only guy I've ever played Mm -hmm. with that could call a defense the whole game and then play at a high level. His processing was out the roof. And so why when he was 35, 36, people like, man, how is he still making these plays? It's because he had already played it in his mind and was there, right? And that's how you create longevity. That's how you minimize mistakes. That's how you're consistent, right? I think that's another thing he struggles with, yeah. the consistency. We'll see the all-star game like, man, wow. And then the next week is like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Right? He was in the flow for that one game. He hasn't built the consistency between the ears of the, the IQ that allows him to show – people who he is from an athletic gifted uh, standpoint. Let me ask you something. When you were playing preseason games, were you taking, I guess, because some people have reached out and said, hey, you know, it's a preseason game. He doesn't want to go get somebody hurt or something like that. Are you playing? You're playing full speed in that well, game, you're right? you're talking to a guy that was undrafted and cut. So, I'm, of course, you're I'm closer to a, a Dennis Gardeck, who you mentioned earlier on the show, who, who we can talk about in a minute as well. the the ball is snapped you got the ball in the hands I'm coming to destroy you right (laughs) and now whether or not I destroy you or not is is another point but that's my mindset I had to play hard I didn't have any any leash to where uh, is this dude playing hard or not nah man I had to run that red line every time and again the great players the hall of fame players have the talent right know the game and then always are running that red line to where they're borderline almost out of control and that's gotcha. what makes them special. And every and it's every time they step on the field. Yeah. If I'm yeah. out here, I'm playing football. Okay. I'm not trying to dance around it. Now, you may get a receiver like I'm not going to take a hit. But a defender, you better I'm, be. I'm trying to run through you. Okay. Right? I'm trying, to imbe- I'm trying to show you, hey, don't mess with me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just that's just my mindset, cool. especially when you're playing defense. Yeah, and and that's, that's why, uh, real quick, that's why a guy like Dennis Gardeck, right, steps up and surprises people all the time. Yeah. Because he has to run the red line, right? He's not – Uberly big or off the charts athletically, right? Special teams guy, that blue collar mindset, but he's always running the red line. Yeah. So even though you may be gifted, more gifted than me, I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to hustle you. I'm going to physical. I'm going to hit you in the mouth. And guess what? I'm going to do it again, like the Marshawn, and again, mm-hmm. and again, and again. <laughs> and, over. and then those over. guys find themselves making plays, and coaches want to keep those guys around, whether he's a starter every down or I'm a substitute guy. 
those type of guys play in the league a long time just because of the way they're built and their mentality. And yeah. also is another guy that's going to carry the culture of buy-in, right? And yep. that's why they bought in because the guys like Dennis, uh, guys like Kevin Beecham, Connor, right? you got these leaders that wanted this type of culture yep. versus what they've had. So it's an easy buy-in because this is what we need. This is what we wanted. This is what, what good teams have. And you can tell that with Kelvin, man. He, I mean, he might not have a starting role right now, but the He's guy good. is the same exact person. And he right. was by far their best offensive lineman last year on right. the availability aspect alone. So yeah. yeah, definitely see that. He was the only one that was available all the time. It's funny too yeah. when you when you say that, uh, Zoe, because uh, look, I've bought all the Isaiah Simmons stock there is. I, 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 so I can't I can't back out now. Like I, I believe the guy's <laughs> going to figure it out, but Dennis Gardeck makes that hit on Shane Bouchelle. Oh, it's yeah. not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. Bouchelle's not running anymore. Yeah. He's like, I'm, not, I'm thinking twice <laughs> before I do this. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Tyler, before we let you go, Keonta Ingram, because I, I know we've had you on a few times during camp and I keep asking, okay, do they have a number two running back? And my, yeah. my hope in the back of my mind was that it would be Keonta Ingram. I thought he looked good against the Chiefs. In your mind, has he solidified that role? Solidified, I'm not 100% there yet, but I think he's definitely hardened the case for him to be the RB2. With Marlon Mack out of the picture, that really, I thought he was going to shoot up there. Yeah, he, they he liked him. I like Marlon. You I played against him his rookie him. year. It was unfortunate he's had some injuries, but yeah. that dude was explosive. Oh, yeah, real quick. He, he <laughs> yeah. was quickly yeah. on the radar. His first yeah. practice Within out like there. like two days, he was moving up. And then the third chart. day, he yeah. tears his Achilles. Yeah. Just, just terrible. But, yeah, I think Keontae Ingram is the guy moving forward. Corey Clement is definitely in there with that veteran presence, but I think it's Keontae Ingram's to lose. I think he needs to stack one more solid game. Maybe might only get a couple carries, but needs to make something out of those. And they they also use him in special teams too, so I think they want to move him around a little bit, see his versatility, and and I think he's going to be more of a factor, not only in the offensive side, but maybe special teams as well. Also, he seems like a guy, and I watched him a lot in college because he was in the Pac-12. He seems like a guy Look, if James Conner gets hurt, the Cardinals are in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. But but if somebody had to step in as number one running back, it seems like Ingram could for a week or two, as opposed to just being a change of pace guy. Yep. Tyler, great stuff. All all uh, all off season and preseason so far. Appreciate so you, man. Keep it up. Thank you. All right, that's Tyler Drake.